Okay, reading from the Brihad Bhagavatamrita, Book One, Chapter Five, Text Forty. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Adanam Shri Vidaraudanasya Shri Bhishma Niryana Mahotsavascha Tatatkritatva Drishapakshapata Swapekshayaveti Vicharayadvam Krishna relished Shri Vidura's porridge and organized the celebration of Sri Bhishma's passing away. Please, therefore, judge your own standing from in how from and how and both Vidura and Bhishma took your side. Purport. Sri Krishna appeared partial to both Vidura and Bhishma. Even though Vidura was the son of a low-born Sudrani, Krishna happily shared Vidura's humble food, praising it as very tasty. And Krishna graced Bhishma with his presence as Bhishma was passing away on the battlefield. Niryana means the soul's exit from the body, but as applied to a perfect transcendentalist like Bhishma, it also means merging into the existence of God. For devotees of the Lord, merging into his existence can only mean attaining a spiritual body and entering the eternal kingdom of Vaikuntha. Because Grandfather Bhishma saw Krishna before his eyes at the moment of death, Bhishma certainly achieved the Vaikuntha liberation deserved only by pure devotees. It appears then that Krishna highly favored Vidura and Bhishma even more than he favored the Pandavas. But here Narada corrects that popular misunderstanding. Why indeed were Vidura and Bhishma so dear to Krishna? Krishna was pleased with them, not only because of their own devotional service, which was Krishna was pleased to them not only because of their own devotional service, which was not that exceptional, but mainly because they served the Pandavas, protecting them from Diodhana and the other enemies. Vidura and Bhishma earned high esteem in the opinion of the Lord by giving shelter and affection to the sons of Prita when they were helpless. Om Jnana Timarandasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Taksur Unmalatamyena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Mano Bhishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Sayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Sapadantikam Panchakalpa Turubhyascha Kripa Sindhu Bayevacha Patitanam Pavane Bhyo Vaishnave Bhyo Namo Namah Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Siadvaita Gadadhar Shivas Adi Gaur Bhaktavrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare So greetings from Govardhan Um So, Brihad Bhagavatamrita, we're following Narada's devotional journey. Devotional journey means that you're seeking devotion and you're seeking 
the association of devotees who have it. And that journey shows your own devotion, because that's what devotees do. Devotees seek sadhu sangha. There's panchanga bhakti. There's chanting Hare Krishna, chanting the names of God. Is hearing the Srimad Bhagavatam. There's associating with devotees, there's worshiping the deities, and there's visiting the Dham. But of all the 64 principles of devotion, the first one is Guru Pad Ashraya. Because it's only by the association of the devotees, and you can think of your own life, that the other elements of devotion become um, empowered, actually. Therefore, we do deity worship. We, we, we always first pay respects to the devotees. So, Narada and his search, just to put it in simple context, Hanuman's pointed to the Pandavas and Narada immediately rushed to Hastinapur where Yudhisthira was ruling and then made his case to Yudhisthira that he's the topmost recipient of Krishna's mercy. I, I spoke about this actually, I believe, in a recent... Monday morning greetings that there's very logical reasons why one with devotion thinks he has none. Or the, put it this way, the more devotion one has, the less he, 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 he feels he does. I've discussed this many times. I can, I can discuss it from many angles, but just a practical aspect that someone who's very neat and clean the deep the, the more neat and clean he he or her is the more uh, the more any disorder or or or, or dirt a clean glass of water becomes apparent and we see this people who are sloppy and messy, they, you know, something, they don't see it. There's many, many reasons. So good luck, Narada Muni, trying to convince any of these devotees that they're the topmost recipients of Krishna's mercy. Because the very symptom of that mercy is humility, because mercy if you feel mercy, what are you feeling? You're feeling, I do not deserve. The feeling of mercy, which is love from above, creates humility in one's heart. Because you're not going to feel it mercy unless you, you let, look at your own lack of ability to qualify for it. You have to see your own deficiencies. But that doesn't prevent one from glorifying the devotee, even to that person personally. So he began to glorify, and he did it a very interesting way, because the first glorification of, or, or the first symptom of the extraordinary mercy of the Pandavas is that... Swayam Bhagavan has a Krishna's Ete Chamsa Kalapumsa Krishna's Tu Bhagavan Swayam that God has appeared to them. But not just God, but Swayam Bhagavan, Swayam himself, God at home, God's full manifestation, his intimacy, his love. I explained these points too many times. I don't want to repeat them because I think everybody here got the idea that we are our love. 
And the more our, our relationship with someone is intimate, the more we experience of themselves. So in that sense, the one who has the most intimate relationship has the most mercy from that person. So he begins to explain the position of Krishna and Krishna's sweetness. And then it becomes very, very spontaneous. Just like in the Rasa dance, it describes that spontaneity means that you become controlled by something above the intellect, which is your emotions. So if the emotions are good, then it's good to be spontaneous. It's actually a very beautiful thing because your love is more manifest. And the example is given in the Rasa dance. It said Krishna ceased to be the karnam or cause well, how can God not be the cause, <laughs> the, the chief cause? Because God was controlled by the love of his devotees. And a very interesting analogy was given. It just says, just like a person who is intoxicated, does not act for love, but out of love, uh, does not, um, just as a person who is intoxicated doesn't act to have fun, but out of fun they act, the, 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 the mood created becomes the cause of them rather than causing the mood. If that, yeah, I'm trying to explain it. Out of love they act, rather. And, and therefore, in, in spontaneous love, you are um, you're kind of forced to act. There's something greater than your will is something greater than your will, and it, and it's your um, your emotions. So Narada finds himself, and he's just so spontaneous. And actually, he wants to get to, around to glorifying the Pandavas personally, but he he's glorifying them because their Ishtadev is Krishna. So their Ishtadev is God more fully manifest. So he he starts in a very kind of metaphorical, not metaphorical, but a very loving way, in a poetic way, starts to, to try to tell his tongue to stop because God's glories are unlimited, so you can't really just delineate them properly. But then it says, and it's a beautiful... Um, And it's a beautiful um, a beautiful way of introducing the real subject, which is the glorification of the devotees. He said, well, he tells his tongue, well, stop. Okay, you can't stop. God's glories are unlimited, but it just glorify the devotees because they're more accessible. Although, in fact, their glories can also be unlimited. So, yeah, so he, he begins to glorify um the Pandavas and there is and, and Arjuna and Draupadi and Kunti and Nakula and Sahadev and Bhishma. And and in this particular verse, 
so he's he's glorifying these devotees and their intimate relationship with Krishna. And here he, he's glorifying Vidura and Bhishma and, and their high position, grandfather Bhishma and Vidura. But the main glorification um, is that they, they serve the Pandavas. That's their main qualification. And here it's very interesting that Bhishma uh, Bidura is glor glor glorified even though he is um, a uh, born of a Sudrani. His father was a Kshatriya. He's a Pandava. Uh, his father was a um, Kshatriya, but he was born of a maidservant. But still here, that it, it, it shows you what Krishna's attracted to. He's attracted to love and not material status. When we were in Barsana, um, I told you we took this very nice devotee, Sabhyasachi, with us and... I asked him sometimes to speak. He said he'll speak if he has, it's from the heart. Otherwise, he, he prefer not to. But he spoke something nice, um, a very powerful point in, in Chiksholi, the village of uh, Chitradevi. And there's a nice temple there. And I think I repeated it before, but it's so relevant to this verse, I'll repeat it again is that in Sanskrit there's ashraya and vishaya. Ashraya is the subject, vishaya is the object. The, the subject of love and the object of love. God is the object of love, we're the subject of love. Subject means we are the lover, God is the beloved. So the concept is, and this is, I've, I've always expressed this before, what we are, we're receptacles of love. And I, I made this point, I guess I'll copyright it, that, that within God, there must, God enjoys love. Love must come from, from, from outside oneself. So within God, because God is everything, there must be something outside of himself for the purpose of love. And that's who we are in God's creation. We're created for love. And, and, and love, ultimately what love is, it's God's Shakti. It's God's Shakti. So we're meant to hold God's love. It's described at the platform of Ashakti when we're, we're just completely drawn to God and, and we just can't turn in any other way, that type of singularity of voice that I want Krishna, if we look in our hearts, we'll see so many voices. But what is the voice that I love Krishna? When that voice becomes the voice of agreed to love Krishna, an intense voice to love Krishna, then it attracts Krishna's loving potency, his sarup shakti, into one's heart to be offered back to Krishna as his pleasure. His sarup shakti gives him pleasure when it comes from outside of himself to himself in love, or it is love, that's what love is. 
to the point that Subhyasakshi made that's relevant to here, it's not the pot that's valuable, it's what with, it's what's within the pot. So if you serve someone a beautiful ice cream, or you serve someone, let's say something, and, and you put in a gold cup, but it's not cooked very well, it will not give the person pleasure. But even if it's a if it's a paper bowl, paper cup, paper bowl, but it's a wonderful preparation, it will give it will, if the person will relish it. And our concept is very interesting. God is a supreme enjoyer, and what he enjoys is love, which is his own internal potency. And he is a connoisseur of that love. He's rising. That's what's happening. If you want to look at Krishna's pastimes from a, a, a deeper perspective, it's Krishna exchanging with his devotees love that is heightened by drama. Just like when Krishna is in the coils of the Kaliya serpent for 48 minutes and, and the whole village of Vrindavan comes, to, they're so worried about Krishna. But what's happening? In their anxiety, their love is increasing. You can imagine if you saw someone that you loved in, in difficulty or trouble, certainly the love would increase. So, so that's what God's pleasure is. He's actually tasting through the drama and through the leela, perfected love. And that's our ultimate service. Our ultimate service is not just to offer things mechanically, but to offer them with love. And that's why the, the, the holy name has to be mixed with the Bhagavatam. Because the Bhagavatam is that love. Tajapras are at the bhavana. We should dwell on the meaning. The meaning is an expression of love. And that's what ultimately gives God pleasure. So anyway, this verse just glorifies Vidura. Ahobata mahascharyam kavinam Gayatam Gataha Bhavadya Prasdrinam Gana Bhaktyak Gana Bhaktyuktayo Harao. Truly, the words spoken by the ordinary women of your city amaze me. These words focused on Krishna and imbued with transcendental knowledge and devotion. are praised in songs by accomplished poets. So this is their city. And what's the symptom of the city? That the citizens are elevated. And, and, and that's what the responsibility of a leader is. The responsibility of a leader is, is, is yes, to provide you know, material needs and keep things peaceful. But for what purpose? As Jesus Christ said, what profit a man get if he gains the whole world but loses his soul? Dharma svanushtita pumsam viviksena katasya napadiye yatiratim shrama eva. Even religion or dharma performs svanushtita perfectly. Dharma svanushtita pumsam viviksena katasya napadiye yatiratim. If it doesn't give rati, if it doesn't give rati, so yes, material need should be met, but for what purpose? Jivasya tattva jigasa. For realizing truth. And realizing truth means to experience truth. So here, 
focused on Krishna with, with transcendental knowledge and devotion, not just any type of knowledge, but knowing Krishna so they can love Krishna. Aham sarvasya prabhavo matas sarvam pavartate iti bhutva bhajanti mam buddha bhavasama. I am the source of the material and spiritual worlds, the wise who know this. They engage in my devotional service. So that's what the citizen's responsibility. I told you when I was in a room and I was a teacher and Prabhupada called us in. He said, you call yourself teachers. Now, what is the purpose of education? And no matter what answer people gave, he wasn't satisfied, and he gave the answer he was looking for. Guru pita. Don't become a father. Don't take a wife. Don't have a child. Don't be the head of a government. Unless you can give higher consciousness to, to someone under your charge, so when you see a whole city, <laughs> I heard in Vrindavan about this one sadhu. He actually lives in Rajasthan. I forgot his name. And he chants two locks a day, which is not impossible. It could take 10 hours. So he chants two locks a day. And they say that you go to his village and everyone in the village had 64 rows, even children. So they're telling me that. People who went there. Amazing. Everyone is chanting. So what does that say about the person? So what does it say about the Pandavas that when Krishna leaves, even the the Ura Srinam the women of the city, they are maha ascharyam. Even the women of the city, their words are, are maha, very amazing. And why are they amazing? Because harao, ukta, the words are about Krishna, and they are not only about Krishna, but they're imbued with jnana and bhakti, with knowledge and devotion. When Maharaj Yudhisthira was ruling, it was described there is nothing lacking in his administration. So when you see a society go to hell, the leaders have to be responsible. And they are responsible because they make so many choices that, that, that affect the consciousness of the citizens. Sahika Pot 42. Sahika Potrena Kayadu Nandano. Nukampito nena kapindra ekala sasarva bandhu svajanapavadrasha mahare prema kripabharaspadam. When Prahlad, the son of Kayadu, obtained the Supreme Lord's grace, he did so along with his grandson. The best of monkeys was favored alone, but you rare souls have received the complete love and mercy of the great Lord Hari with all your family members in assembly. So how powerful are the Pandavas? Others got mercy, but not to this extent that everyone coordinated with you, everyone connected with you, received mercy. It's so powerful. Udishya Karova, Udishya Karova, 
संस्थाम के था कृष्णा समक्षम निजगार माध्विसम इपंदवानम सूर्यदाव तवारिनस तदर्श तदर्श्य में भी ममाइसवो हिते once in the court of the Kauravas with me and other sages present, Krishna said of you, Yudhisthira, a friend of the Pandavas is my friend and their enemy is my enemy. The Pandas are my very life heirs. Mama, Asvaha, they're my life heirs. Purport, when Krishna says must be absolutely true, especially when he says in the presence of pious sages like Narada. So by making this declaration in such respectable public forum, Krishna ensured that his feelings for the Pandavas would become well known throughout the world, just as the five pranas maintain the spirit's soul in a living body. The five Pandavas assisted Krishna in his pastimes and, and as the life heir is very dear to the soul, the Pandavas were very dear to Krishna. Krishna therefore says in Mahabharat, Udyoga Parv, 89.28, Yastan drishta samam drishti, Yastan anu samam anu, Aikantmyam agatam bidani pandavar dharma kariva. He who hates the Pandavas hates me, and he who follows them follows me, knowing that I am one in spirit with the righteous Pandavas. And Krishna elsewhere says, one should not eat food of one who is hateful, nor should one feed a hateful person. You, O king, hate the Pandavas, and the Pandavas are my very life and soul. Hmm. What does that mean? Oh, king. Oh, you, king, hate the Pandavas. He's talking you this year. I'm going to hate the Pandavas. He is the Pandavas. I thought he was speaking to you this year. Hmm. Okay, anyway. just see my arrogance only Krishna can adequately know and describe your good qualities. But at least I'm convinced that the Supreme Lord has descended to this world only for the sake of you. So again, it's, it's unfathomable, the qualities of a devotee. So, <laughs> it's so rare. Dira dira janapriyo piyakaro nirmatsaro pujatao the, the six Goswamis, they were dear to both the gentle and ruffians. Dira, dira, janapriyo. Dira, dira, janapriyo. They were, janapriyo, they were dear to the jana, to the people. What type of people? Dira, adira, sober and not sober, gentle and ruffians. Dira, dira, janapriyo, piyakaro, nirmatsaro, pujitao. And they're worshipable. Because they have near matsara, they have no hate, they have no envy. They're happy when others rise, not envious of them. So what can be the limit of someone who just has no envy? He's fully convinced that he's a devotee and he acts only for the pleasure of Krishna. It's so powerful. It's so powerful. And you cannot limit the glorification of such a person who has no selfishness in the heart. 
only has love in the heart and has all the qualities of a pure devotee. But Rara says this is impure because only Krishna can adequately know and describe your good qualities, Yudhisthira. But at least I know one thing that I'm sure of that Krishna descended to the world only for your sake. Purport, it's evident from Krishna's dealings with the Pandavas that Krishna understood their sublime character. No one but Krishna was fully qualified to reciprocate with them. Narada is ashamed to have impudently tried to glorify the, the brothers, apologizes by submitting one fact which he is certain. Krishna descended to the world only to please the Pandavas and spread their fame. So what it's doing is we're just overwhelmed with, with, with any devotee that we meet here, their devotion, but then there's someone more and there's someone more and there's someone more. It just highlights what the supreme abode of personality must be, whether it's Krishna or his pure devotee. Sri Prikit Uvacha, Atakshanam Lajayeva, Monam Kritvata Nishpasam, Dharma Rajo, Bhavin Matri, Pratri, Patnibir Anvita. Sri Prikshit said for a moment, Dharmaraj remained quiet and then he sighed as if embarrassed. At last he spoke, follow, followed in turn by his brothers, wives, and, and mother. So he, he's embarrassed. He's embarrassed by his glorification. He's embarrassed because he doesn't feel well worthy. And if someone glorifies you in an exaggerated way, it only highlights your faults. So he feels I'm, 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 I'm being glorified in such an exaggerated way. And, and, it, it, he's, and he's saying, I, it, it, I'm just seeing my faults. Purport, hearing his own praise, embarrassed Yudhisthira, or so it seemed. Close <laughs> to the truth, however, that he took this exaggerated praise to be false and thought that Narada was teasing him. In either case, Yudhisthira felt sufficiently moved to sigh audibly, even in front of his mother and younger brothers. You know, today, it, you know, it's the um, evening here. And uh, I can never gauge really when I'll be fatigued, but I was up early. And I've continued now that the, more or less, the, most of the groups, I mean, people will be coming all this month. In the future, I'm going to stay mostly here because I'll stay up through the middle of April because people are still coming. And it, it, it's so nice here to serve the Vaishnavas that come to the Dham. Um, but... Uh, yeah, and I've started again, which is really nice and relishable. For the person who hates country walks, I like, I'm getting a taste to walk around Govardhan. It's it's super merciful. The holy name becomes so clear. You feel you have access to any syllable of the mantra and just going around the hill. So I've been going around in the morning, leaving about 6.30, and I get back for it by 9.00. And I, I think that has to be my regular program here. Yeah. So uh, let's see. Uh, 
Jamuna Jaya, would you like to say something? Hare Krishna Raj, thank you so much for class. Um, I really was struck by what you were just saying about the limitlessness of someone who's without envy. And because I just was rereading um, Bhagavad Gita where Krishna, you know, says, I'm going to tell you this, Arjuna, because you were without envy. And there, Arjuna, because he has no envy, gets the whole Bhagavad Gita you know, explain to him, you know, so there's such a beautiful thing about there's a limitlessness of those who are not within, without envy and what a great quality that is. It, it's just our experience when we meet real devotees. It, it's just, yeah, just the quality of devotion is fathomless. You know, and uh, it's just devotion is the consciousness of devotion is the only thing that satisfies us. Mm -hmm. And we get that from those who have devotion. So, and Giriraj has devotion. So I'm fortunate here. Okay, thank you. Thank Gail, you, you, have a, you have a question, Gail? Thank you, Maharaj. Yes, one question. Um, you know, devotees who really love Krishna as you were saying, right, the more love you have, the less you feel you have of it. I, I, I wrote an article. I think that was my last article, wasn't it? Was it? I don't know. I think it was my last Monday morning greetings or something. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, and so out of that humility, they feel like they don't have any love. But at the same time, you will hear them say that that's, you know, they will talk about their own love for Krishna. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? How how do you, how is it that the same person who feels like they have no love? Give me an example. Oh, I, I cannot. I mean, I think even in this uh, class, even in this I, class, I, right? I, I, I saying, need an example to answer it. Oh, my goodness. Maharaj. It's not they will say, oh, I have so much love for Krishna. But, you know, they will say, you know, that that's, that's all, Krishna is all they live for, you know? It's Krishna, you know. So well, that doesn't mean they feel they have love. That could be humility. I only live for Krishna because I have no shelter. I have, I have, I, I'm completely dependent on God. And I also described the phenomena that, your vision of yourself can depend on your consciousness at the time. So it, it's described that one is an Uttama Adhikari, he sees everyone serving Krishna better than himself. And I think it's just a natural feeling to just see from the heart without analyzing it. But for, to teach and to preach, you must analyze, so you have to come down to the platform of, of discrimination. So I think we can gravitate between the head and the heart, I think, in a very fluid way. You know, to bask in our emotions, in our in devotion, and, and feel that happy smallness and, and, and dependence on God. And then you can feel another way to preach that this person is ignorant or innocent. I need to enlighten them. Mm -hmm. so I think one answer is you can have both in the same person and we see it. Okay, Gail. Yeah, actually Anybody? that's how I was thinking also that, you know, that the devotee, he, he can vacillate between the two feelings. But yeah, even I mean the example of Lord Chaitanya is that he was the devotee and he was God. <laughs> and he would shift sometimes. And Shiva Sangam, he, he all of a sudden he said, I am he. And he, he sat on the altar and put a Shalagram Shaler in his lap. And then that famous song, it's represented at Shiva Sangam. They have a, a, a deities of that pastime. Iba jayo jaya goran chander aroti kesobha jaya navitatavani jagamana lobha 
Saki Nitai Tander it's it's a description of of his Mahaprakash where he said, I am he. And then he gave blessings. So yeah, you can shift. Okay, thank you very much. Okay, thank you. Anybody else like to say hello? Share something. Hare Krishna Gumaraj, Tota Gopinath here. So great to hear from you. Hi Bo. When do you start your worship? I already did. When when did you start? Uh, uh, Fasan Panchami. Wow, that's during yeah. the week, huh? It was a uh, uh, this past Tuesday. Oh, okay. uh, here in America, it was past Tuesday. That's a, a very auspicious day. You yeah. started in the morning. Yes, very early. It's been going really. It's been going good. It's a work in progress, as as anything, of course. But uh, it's going well. It's uh, it's very rewarding so far. It's yeah, of course, it's rewarding. What it takes yeah. you what about forty minutes, a half hour, twenty about minutes? that. About that, yeah, exactly. Okay. What else is life for? Right. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm, in the morning, I'm worshiping now for 40 minutes. I, I, I used to do it after, I do it the first thing. I do it the first thing, and mm -hmm. it's really... Yeah, same here. It, it, sets, it sets the consciousness in a very suitable way for meditation. Okay. Anybody else like to say hello? This is Krishna Amrita. Thank you so much. I love very much when you said that our if our uh, inner voice is uh, I want to love Krishna is intense enough, then it attracts uh, internal uh, eternal potency of Krishna. Yeah, that's the whole trick. We look in our hearts and we have voices. I want revenge. I have fear. I have lust, I have, the, but what is the voice that says Krishna? So devotional service means making that voice louder and louder and louder and louder until it's completely the only consuming voice in our consciousness. And then God trusts us with his bhava. Yeah, that's our philosophy. Thank you. Anybody else say hello? Oh, nice to hear from you. Hare Krishna. Good. Thank you so much. Anybody else? Hare Krishna, Maharaj. Hare Krishna. Thank you very much. Oh, for Hare Krishna. Okay. Very nice. Very nice. Good. Thank you. you. Okay. Thank you so much, both of you. Good. Anybody else? Hare Krishna, Maharaj. Thanks for the class. Haribo, Haribo. I think Vancouver is a good place. <laughs> it is, yeah. I think it will get better and better. That's my thing. Okay. Anybody else say hello? Sure. Jai Shri Radhe. Thank you for the class and thank you for clarifying that the one who can only feel the mercy when he knows that he has no qualification for the mercy. That's the yeah. Well, if you think I deserve it, then you don't feel it's mercy. Entitlement is the the opposite of gratitude. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Jaisivari. Twenty fifth, right at your house. Just send me the details so we can figure out the program there. It's actually twenty fourth. It's uh, it's twenty fourth. Is what day? It's Sunday. Okay, the 24th. Okay, people here will know the 24th. And, and when's Gorpurnima? 24th, actual 24th. Okay, so we celebrate it at your house. I think it's nice. Thank Send you. me what you propose as the program. We'll finalize it, okay? Okay. Okay, anybody else? Hare Krishna Maharaj, thank you for class. Amla. Amla. Still cold in Albany? Still cold. Probably have another month of this. This cold here, but it's nothing. <laughs> it's not Albany cold. It's nothing here in the cold right now. Okay. Hi, bro. Nice to see you. Hi, bro. Anybody else? 
Harry Christian Garage, it's Paul Govinda. Thank you for class. Hey, Haribo. Haribo. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Let's figure out something on Gorponema. That's a nice program. Absolutely. Look forward to okay. it. Haribo. Haribo. Anybody else? Okay, I'm going to get to bed. Okay. Who else? Brother Radhe. Hi, Bo. Jai. Good. Tomorrow, I, I go into Brindavan, and I give class there just to a few people on the second chapter of the CC. And then I'm going to take two people to Tatiastan and the Rotis. And then... My godbrother and friend, Rohini Sutta, has come back to Vrindavan. He has the most beautiful, amazing deity worship, full-size deities of Krishna and, and uh, Subal. Wonderful. Okay, I'm going to head out now. Great. Thank you all. Hey, como estas? Where are you going? To the, to the beach? No, okay. no, we are going to a meeting now in the city and maybe later on to the beach. Who knows? Okay, okay. Yeah, your friends Javier and Radha Priya, Shastra is taking them every day. I'm so happy to hear that, Maharaj. I'm so grateful. And, and not only that, Shastra speaks Spanish. Wow, wow I didn't know that. <laughs> He lives in the Dominican Republic half the year. So he's he's so happy doing it, and they're so happy. And I'll, I'll meet them tomorrow. I'm going to go in for class. And then your other friends, I can even take them for rotis when they get back or whatever they want to do, or just they can come and go over and see me. Okay. We have to give those people who come to the Dom the real experience. It's so important. Right, just like your experience, you can't forget. Okay, so yes, is Shamkishore like Krishna and you're just the driver? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, Haribo. Okay. Okay, I'm going to head out now. Bunch of coffee through this.